Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Good morning, beautiful people. Welcome again to Weaves of Waves. This is getting to be quite a routine now, isn't it? Sort of, I get up in the morning, do my meditation, chill out, and then come and talk to you guys. Aren't you lucky? <laughs> and I would like to say thank you to BitChute. BitChute is a really good platform. It's keeping me going. Um, I'm getting lots more viewers on BitChute than I am anywhere else. So, um, yeah, I would recommend if you are watching it on anywhere else, find it on BitChute because it's, there's a lot of interesting stuff on there. And, yeah, I'm enjoying the, the viewer stuff. Is people are watching me. I didn't. I don't get that anywhere else, which um, is kind of interesting. But yeah, it's um. But today I was talking. I was looking up all kinds of different um, things uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, minds, on well, what's going on in the world, and <laughs> it's a weird mishmash out there. Uh, I was reading up about accountability. I was thinking a lot about accountability. Accountability is, I'm putting it out here. I'm putting my situation, my opinion. I am giving you, I'm spatting my bollocks, but yeah, I am giving you my account of what's going on. And I was reading something about lizard people. Yeah, they were a whole bunch of people over the last 50 years giving accounts on lizard people. (laughs) And it's quite... They are firmly, you know, the story is there. Okay. They firmly believe that they saw this. And it's some kind of the same sort of feeling that it gets when people tell me about Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. And even UFOs, unidentified flying objects. I don't uh, disagree that there are flying objects out there that can't be identified. Okay. Alien flying objects. Yeah. You see, it's accountability. You see, yeah, if some, some guy comes in out of the woods saying he saw something, you would wonder what he was drinking out there, or what was he smoking, or what's his meds rates. And it's not to say I'm not dissing that guy. I'm just saying that his reality perhaps was a little bit different from the common reality. But then here I am, I have a different reality from the next person standing next to me, or I'm, I feel that I'm often very different. So is the difference in our our perception on reality, which is a very good point. My perception on reality comes up with different things than yours does. So what we see, think and hear is processed differently. It all comes down to whether, you know, whether the colour blue is just something we agree on. Whether you see blue the same as I do, we never know. And yeah, so accountability is always going to be warped by perception. And from that level, you start building on, if you start building on it, you're always going to have a flawed foundation. See, one of the things that I have found is that the foundation of their reality is flawed. Um, And I'm talking specifically about people who see UFOs and Bigfoot, because nobody knows what state of being they were in, and there was no other witnesses. So, yeah, I can claim all kinds of things, and maybe that's true for me. Maybe it's real for me. But it was a total fantasy or imagination. It could have been. 
But then that comes down to maybe the whole world is an illusion. And then you can start getting really lost in all the sort of uh, procedures of realities. And the difference we have with each other and the accountability we have with each other depends on your reality and how your reality is close enough to my reality that we can actually talk and communicate. So from that, yes, I know, I, I go off on re weird spaces when I'm doing my meditation. But from, from accountability is like, what is going on in the world? What is their perception? And... I love it when I find a close enough reality to my own and you can feel, oh, empathy with it. Oh, yes, that reality is very close to mine. I can feel the common ground between us. And then when you get the opposite, yeah, when their reality is so far stretched that you're like, hmm, I can't reach you there. So if you saw a six foot lizard man running around in your back garden in the 1960s and you tell me about it now I would go oh nice story and yeah how did it affect your life and what was what did you bring it into reality that's that's okay that's fine I'm not disproving you I'm just saying that I'm not sure I believe it so yeah there's there's a lot of people who come up and say I'm this that and everything and yeah, their reality is very different from mine. And I've had to say, okay, I believe you. I do. I'm going to believe you. Um, I believe you believe it, which is probably, I know it's a little bit passive aggressive. I believe you believe it. In your world, that is a, probably a true statement. In my world, I think you're talking batshit crazy. And I try not to be that judgmental. I'm flippant with it. But I've seen and heard things that I'm not sure are part of the common reality I've seen seen a lot of things I don't I'm not sure um, part of the common reality which is why I dabble in these waters which is why I'm going yeah this this person may be talking about another reality and there's a whole bunch of things about parallel universes that I'm absolutely fascinated with because our choices split off a universe yeah it gets it gets heavy and it's hard to think about, um, but we could be living parallel lives and then sometimes there's a bleed over. Um, I used to get very upset. In fact, I still get slightly upset when I see animals that I have never, ever seen before. I had the, I think it was the uh, Encyclopedia Britannia of animals when I was a kid. And I had a whole bunch of pictures and animals and I must have gone through this thing quite a few times. I like animals. I, I I, I'm fascinated by the differences. Even bugs and snakes and spiders, they're all fascinating because they're a life form that do are a very different um, frequency to what I am. Um, and then you see a, a life form on social media somewhere and it doesn't, it didn't belong in the Encyclopedia Britannia. And I say, oh, well, when I was growing up, that was a different reality. That didn't happen in my reality. Then it's obviously I have shifted realities. Um, again, yeah, okay. I always take this sort of stuff with a pinch of salt. I can't prove it. I have no accountability. But in my world, there's, there's like six-foot bats out there. Why? I'm sure this would have made it into the... the and there's long-legged coyote thingies. They're like dogs, and they're like dogs on stilts. I'm sure that would have been made onto it. And there's all kinds of things that 
that didn't make it into my, my animal reality. So I'm looking at the world, obviously, slightly different to other people because this perhaps isn't my reality. Um, and the reality I remember is different from the reality I'm in now. So, yeah. Okay, we're getting a bit weird. I get it, but it does bring about perspective and keeping in perspective that if there's loads of realities out there and we're not, we have no accountability, we can't account for them. Um, it's just instinct. And then that's where it gets very interesting because I believe in science. I'm not an anti-science denier. I'm not a science denier in the slightest. I have been, had that label thrown at me. Um, science to me is a repeatable experiment <laughs> without being bribed by any big company for the conclusion to be in their sway. That's not science, that's just greed. And there's an awful lot of greed going on rather than science. But the original bits of science was a repeatable experiment. So you do an experiment, you do it over and over again, you get this result. And if I was to go away and I do that experiment over and over again, I would get the same result as you. Okay, that is science to me. And okay, the modern day interpretation of that has got corrupted, in my opinion. Um, because we are now getting, it's a cult of scientists. You have to believe in this strain of science. And it sounds so much like religious bullshit going on. You have banter between this lot of scientists and that lot of scientists. And you're stepping back going, okay, if I have this opinion, and they go, shut up, you cannot have an opinion because you are not a trained scientist. I have an opinion. And I think you're both spouting bollocks. And if I was to go away and repeat your scientific procedures, I would not get the same the same results. And, oh, you, you don't have the education to debate us. No, but I have an instinct to know when I'm being fed a line of bullshit. And, yeah, I've been fed a line of bullshit on a lot of the modern-day cult of science. So... It's like the feminism stuff when I was talking about that a few days ago. I'm not a modern feminism because I fight for men. I think somebody needs to fight for men and I will fight for men. I want strong men in my life. So the old feminist me who wanted equal rights for women um, is gone. And the old believer in science and how science was and how feminism was is gone. We have to move forward because the world's moved forward around us and whew, Boy, has it moved forward fast. Um, so the science deniers and the feminism deniers. <laughs> oh, dear. Because science is no longer the science that I was brought up with. It is now a cult. It is now something you must believe in because you're told to. And if you spout anything different from science, uh, woo, no, don't do that. You're a bad person. Um, get labelled a social pariah and get council cultured and stuff. Huh. So... I'm going to give an example because I like uh, examples. I was reading about vitamin D. Now, vitamin D, apparently, according to scientists, is very good for people suffering from influenza. And if they're having a bad case of influenza and other related illnesses, then high levels of vitamin D is really good for you and can help um, you get through it. So why aren't they pushing that? That's a scientist thing that was like well known. Vitamin C, magnesium, potassium, zinc. Uh, I'm just naming a few of these things. But I take these regularly 
because I know that they keep me healthy and I've read the science on it. And yet we're not told about those. So it doesn't go with the cult of the, the scientist cult that is in charge of the moment. They don't want you to know about that sort of thing because that might make their science invalid. <laughs> I don't know. As I said, I haven't got the opinion. I'm not allowed the opinion. I haven't got the education. And I haven't got letters after my name that I've spent several years being indoctrinated by science. <laughs> it's... This is my opinion, and I can't not give my opinion. My instinct, my gut reaction, has to be the one that's talking. And I'm saying I am seeing an awful lot of lies, truth, untruths, bullshit, and it's hurting people, and it's tearing our world apart. It's greedy. A lot of people are getting really, really rich out of this, and a lot of people are getting really, really poor. I'm part of a middle class in England and Britain... Um, class that is a thing here, okay? Now, class is probably a bigger thing than race or sexuality. What class do you come from? And I was brought up middle class, and the middle classes have been squeezed out of non-existence. You've either fallen down into the lower classes because you don't have enough money, status, charisma, you know, standing, whatever, or you've got lucky somewhere and you're up into the... Uh, and I don't like that. I think a middle class is a very useful tool because you can strive to be better yourself and keep going and yeah there's education the lower classes is now a thing where we all are you're either you're either one of the one percent or you're a lower class class is a very very sensitive subject in this country um, and they try and brush it underfoot you see a, a labor supporter used to be uh, the, the working class and to be a working class person is somebody to be proud of. They're the tradesmen. They're the uh, backbone of the economy. I always admired working class people. They like they had the skill set to keep things going. They got good salaries when I was growing up. It it changed, um, but the working class people are something we really, really need to be wealthy, happy, strong, and capable. Um, middle class people as well and the upper class has to be a really small percent in fact if we could tune them out that would be great but it hasn't gone that way anymore it's like things have changed to a point where you can't recognize it and it's not not fun I sound like an old woman like oh it was great in the olden days in the good old days we had all kinds of things that was better but we didn't it wasn't that better but yeah okay that was me spouting my bollocks. Um, yeah, I, I saw my children yesterday, so my teenage kids, and that was nice, and I hope they're watching. I don't think they are, but I hope they said they might. <laughs> and yeah, I hope they're watching. So I love you lots, and I want you to take care of yourselves and each other. Okay, bye now. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. This is Sylvanus at Weaves of Waves, and I hope I weaved for you some hope, some empowerment, and if nothing else, I made you smile. Take care of yourselves and each other. Love you lots. Bye now.